I grew up on a farm, on a Shetland pony farm. I had a Shetland pony. Yes. His name was Miniature. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't very creative with the name. Yeah. And so, you know, Miniature just <laughs> felt right. What's the process like for getting a work visa? You have to come here first and you have to find an agent. So I came in on a tourist visa. You have to go home and put together like a 500 page portfolio trying to like persuade whoever's looking at it that you're in like the 1% of what you do. My passport says like extraordinarily talented alien. The way we work together is he actually shoots and I'm kind of doing more like creative direction. I'm kind of like not really a photographer anymore, which is weird. I just bought my Canon 1DX. The camera was like sitting on a Ronin. It was kind of like close-ish to the water. A big gust of wind came through and it blew one of the scrims off its uh, like hinges and like into the water and it took the camera with it into the water. And he pulls the battery out of our brand new camera and it's just like water just goes everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the worst thing ever. I'm assuming you like, if they're in your top eight on MySpace, oh, free yeah. shoots. If they're not right. making your top eight, you're probably charging for shoots. I mean, back then I was in year nine, so I wasn't really charging. I was like, can I just sit with the cool kids? Is that sweet? <laughs> probably a month later, she calls us up and she's like, hey, I really want to pitch you for this Harper's Bazaar shoot. Are you guys available? And I was like, I will clear my schedule for that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 84 of the 505 podcast. Today, we're welcomed by a very special guest. We got Pixie Bella in the house. She is one of the most talented photographers. She's a creative director. She really does everything now. And it's amazing to kind of see this progression from solo photographer to now running her own business with her husband, Jesse. It was an amazing conversation. It was also crazy to hear what it took for her to get from Australia to the States. I mean, getting a work visa sounds like the most difficult thing of all time. It definitely wasn't easy yeah. and she made the longest deck i think i've ever i've ever i didn't even know that it was possible yeah. to make a deck that long um but she gave so much insight on her process and i think that it'll be really interesting for people who might be looking from you know starting their own business as a photographer and what it's kind of like the process of working with these brands for photo deliverables yeah. for the most part you know um it was just it was awesome and i i also found that she talks so much about making her models comfortable that she yeah. shoots with and i think you guys will be able to draw a lot of a lot of inspo from you know what she's saying i also think it was hilarious because our good buddy chase is back and dude his story that he shared on the pod was like a top three story i love that he's guy. a wild card you know <laughs> I, I had no idea where it was going when he brought it up and i'm like do i have to censor this you yeah. know but we're just gonna let it fly baby episode 84 let's see that one-handed crap pixie bella here we go Hi, how are you? Okay, I'm gonna start us off now. Are you ready? To that was rumble? such a cool intro. I wish we could just keep that, honestly. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm the editor. Yeah, so I'll just it in. We're rolling. Keep that in. It was so casual. Give me the one-handed crack. Start us off strong here. Oh, I have, I have high hopes for you. This All is right. a very high difficulty setting because she's got these. Oh wait, wait, okay, whoa, whoa. Okay, those just, nails are so. You were scaring me. I have me. to pick it up. You have to pick it up and oh, then get oh. it under the lid. Okay, okay. that works. This the two is hands out, but okay, okay it's wait, fine. We're gonna let this long hands. Yep, go. Oh, double finger. Double yeah, finger. Like, never seen, seen that. that before. This is a totally new technique. Oh, oh you got oh, it. She did oh, get it, though. It you got it. It's, oh. okay. it's okay. You know what? We're going to lob what out. What score do what? I get? Let's see what you got. You no didn't dent. No you dent. didn't dent it. And Long, so you, longest difficulty rating Longest difficulty rating. We're going to go with 5-2. And we're really That's happy. Really That's really solid. I'll take that. Really Thank you guys. Take Thank that you. home. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's out of 100. Just kidding. Thank you. We're so hyped to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. We've been talking about this for like such a long time and finally making it happen. So for the listeners. Mm-hmm they might hear a little bit of an accent. Uh -huh. So let's talk about where you're from. Yeah. And like how long you've been out here in LA. Okay, so 
a lot of people think I'm British or they think I'm from New Zealand, but I'm actually Australian. Um, I moved out here about five years ago. Feels like yesterday, honestly, living here, like life just goes so fast. Um, but yeah, I moved out with my husband, Jesse. We're both photographers and we live in Venice and we absolutely love it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Whose, whose idea was it to come out? Was Jesse you know, oh, nagging you to come or was it mostly no, you? Oh, it, was you? It was all me. I had this like dreamed up since I was like a little girl. I always wanted to like live in the US. I, I couldn't even tell you why. It was just calling my name. Yeah. Maybe the email culture. Yes, yeah. we don't have that in Australia. It's really lacking. You know, I never got to go to Warp Tour, so I feel very robbed of that. I love that yeah. uh, Shane Gillis joke. He's talking about like Australian goth people. He's like, it doesn't work. No. It's like, he's like, you know, I actually do think a lot about death. He's like, oh my just God. not sad, you know? You just always sound happy when you do it. Oh my God, that's pretty good. Thank yeah, you. that was wow. really good. Yeah, that, was, that was very respectful. Keep it practicing. I like it. <laughs> How was growing up in Australia? Because it was specifically uh, Yamba? Yamba, yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. cool. And how like, how was growing up in Yamba and how did that influence you like as a person and like being a creative? Okay, so a lot of you probably don't know Yamba or familiar with the area. It's a very rural, like beachy country town. I grew up on a farm, on a Shetland pony farm actually. Um, and I didn't have a lot of neighbors around me at all. So I kind of just had myself and my thoughts just to like deal with. So that's kind of how I sort of came into photography I had really nothing else to do and like no other friends around so yeah that's kind of how it started you were taking pictures of the Shetland I had a Shetland pony yes his name was miniature oh my gosh yeah I wasn't very creative with the names yeah. and so you know miniature just felt <laughs> right yeah. you know they're was, so aggressive it, though I, he, he, he was a little shit <laughs> yeah. like he would always be like biting me and like stepping on my toes and oh, stuff yeah. so did you take pictures of them to start because you know we have this joke that everyone that takes photos starts with flowers flowers and then, oh, yeah, and yeah. then you start to get you know you had Shetland ponies at your disposal so oh what for that? sure yeah if, if I can think back it was definitely like farmland and like Shetland Shetland ponies were definitely my first subjects, but then it kind of eventuated to like my friends being like, "Oh, you you take photos? Like, can you take me some MySpace photos? Like, let's oh, let's MySpace. do that." Yeah, remember? Yeah, oh, like we would spend our entire weekends just like taking MySpace photos. Yeah, <laughs> that's honestly how it started. And was it mainly portraits in that in that beginning phase with your friends? What kind of you know you were? It's a smaller town, right? It's, yeah. So yeah, you know, how did you kind of get the idea of like I want to move to this big city and potentially do this as a career? Because I'm assuming. Not a lot of people did photography in Yamba. No, 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 no. Not a lot of people did. Um, I moved to the Gold Coast, which is kind of like the closest city when I was like about 20. And there is like a little bit of a fashion industry there. Not so much. Um, so I just like work for a lot of brands there. But the US was just calling my name. Like we had brands reaching out to us saying like, come over, come to a campaign. And obviously like. I needed to like take the right steps to get my visa to come here. And that in itself was like a whole year process. Like you guys are so lucky you're like from here and like, it's just so hard to get an O1 visa. It took a year, a lot of paperwork and a lot of money, but it was absolutely worth it in the end. So yeah, it was just, it was just clients calling, calling my name. What's the process like for getting a work visa? Because, you know, so many photographers, I'm sure videographers, designers, they're overseas and yeah. they want to come experience the American dream. And so how, so it took a year. It took a year. Basically what you have to do is you have to come here first and you have to find an agent. So I came in on a tourist visa. 
And I interviewed with a few different agencies here until I found one that kind of like felt right. And basically what they do is they will sponsor you. So you like are like contracted to them. Um, and then you have to go home and put together like a 500 page portfolio trying to like um, persuade whoever's looking at it that you're in like the 1% of what you do. So 500 you have, pages? It like, it, mine was like, yeah, about 500 pages Holy of just shit. like portfolio, like, like tear sheets, billboards, um, articles about you, interviews that you've done, things like that. Like I had to put together mine and my husband's. So it was just like the biggest like- He was just chilling. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did he do on this project? Well, he did a few emails. <laughs> no, 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 he did a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like what took a lot of the time you have to get deal memos so you have to talk to brands within the u.s to kind of like sign contracts that they will like work with you for the next three years so that was really really hard that's what like took most of the year um and then when the approval letter came through i like still remember the day it was like thank god this is just like wasn't all for nothing you know and we literally got on the plane three days later and moved here. Wow. Of the the people that apply for it, what are the odds of getting accepted? Is it small or is it kind of in the middle? Um, I feel like a lot of the lawyers won't take you on if they don't like believe in your case. Mm. So basically if you do get rejected for whatever reason, you don't get any of that money back. Like you still have to pay that amount of money. And if it's a no, it's a no. So when our lawyer took us on, I was like, all right, cool. I got a shot at this. Let's do it. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. And um. Yeah, I love it. It's got to be validating to be like, yeah, I am in the fucking 1% of <laughs> yeah, photographers. Yeah. You know, that's pretty sick. My passport says like extra, what is it? It's like extraordinarily talented alien. No way. That's what it says on, on my passport, on my visa. But that's like the coolest thing. Yeah, that, that's pretty it. sweet. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's like Instagram bio, everything. That's my webpage. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> Elevator pitch. Yeah. So I'm an extraordinary talented uh, alien. It's nice to meet you. So can you walk us through the conversation you're having with these brands? Like you're obviously shooting in Australia. Mm -hmm. Are you able to travel to the US to do shoots and campaigns out here? And then you're building relationships with these companies and brands. So if you don't have a visa, you cannot come here and like work. That's the law. Mm. But what was happening for us was we were in Australia and then these American brands were like taking their production and like sending it to Australia. So that's how we got like a lot of the clients. And this was like at the peak of like Instagram, like everyone was just wanting to shoot like Australian swim style. So me and my husband would just like get sent all of the clothing and stuff and we would put together all the shoots. And that's how we like got all of the contacts. And then they they signed all the deal memos because they just really wanted us to come here too. So yeah, that that's how it happened. Were you having to do outreach to these US brands or were they seeking you two out for this content? A lot of them just found us through Instagram. So I guess, yeah, they were wow. seeking us out. And, and again, at the time, like Australian swimwear was like super in on instagram so i think that's why they kind of turned to us is that like the red bikini do you remember that photo i do remember oh, that yeah. photo is yeah. that that yeah <laughs> did you take that <laughs> i think i know who took that no way yeah wow that's big they're, yeah. they're in the they're in the u.s the girl that was the red bikini gal was a friend from oregon of this wait oh, i need really? to see this photo this but it was definitely in australia right yeah I they, so. they, on Bondi they Beach. did the free swimsuit giveaway yeah oh god it just went the most viral so just thing the craziest viral you know picture how did you pick LA of all of the US? So initially, 
my dream was always in New York and I'm pretty sure it was because I watched Gossip Girl when I was younger mm. or something. And Great I was show. Like, I'm going to live on the Upper East Side. You know, it's going to be everything. And then I went to New York and I was like, oh, no way. I like can't. Mm. This is like a lot. It's great, but I can't live here. And then I came to LA and I was like, okay, this kind of feels like home. And we have a lot of friends from Australia here. So it just kind of like naturally was just like, yeah, it was perfect. I was going to ask like, when you moved out here, did you know a lot of people out here? Yeah, I mean, fortunately for me, I, I had a lot of friends here. Um, friends that had married either like American people and like moved out here or creatives as well that lived here. So I was fortunate enough to step into a really good situation. And basically half of my street right now is Australian. So That's awesome. That's it feels like home. Yeah. Also, Venice is like little Australia. Yeah, totally. Yes. You know, we're kind of taking over. <laughs> you guys do cafes better than anybody. Thank you. So and I really know. good style too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about the style, but the cafe thing is is very true. I really miss Australian cafe food. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. They I, just took it and put it in Bali and they're like, we're going to run the cafes in Bali. Yeah. yeah. Other shit. Yeah. God, like, they're so good. Mm. In Bali? Yeah. Yeah. When did you go to Bali? I went, let's see, two years ago. I went for a couple nice. months. I, li yeah. I lived out there and did. Yeah. I loved it. It was, yeah. and I We're, met amazing Aussies while I was there. So many of us. Yeah. So Where'd you go in Bali? Changu was yeah. where we were kind of like Beautiful. headquartered. And then we bounced around to the tibbity top. Yeah. Very, but we were there for so long. I was like going delusional. I was like, we got to. No, you get like got, island fever. Yeah. Is exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely go you're crazy. like landlocked i'm like yeah. uh, where can i get the hell out of here but it was so fun and I it's really it. hard to like stay focused mm -hmm. for some reason um when that year that i was talking about that we were waiting for our visa me and my husband were actually living there so my dad's side is um indonesian so i have a lot of family there so like let's just go out and spend the year there we'll work on the visa and we'll just like enjoy like being close to bali because it's so far it's from the best, here but it's the, but it's the best it's the best yeah like, I I, no one understands how good it is unless you've been there once you go that one time and you get off the, yeah the, right when you get off the airplane you're yeah. like we're out here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and the people are we've beautiful. The food there. is great. The, the people, people forget we've also yeah. been there. It's no, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, you guys just need me to go. Just me and no, Pixie. Yeah, just, oh, just me and oh, oh, yeah. 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 I don't know if we made this yeah. clear, yeah. but me and Chase have also been to Bali. Oh, great, great, great. So we've all four been to Bali. Okay, so we've all been to Indonesia. We've never been to Australia, though. Never been to Australia. I did, we did Labuan Bajo to Komodo Island as well, which was fucking rad. I've not done that. It's crazy. Scary, though. Komodo Dragon's scary. Right. 100% every time. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. I loved it out there. Did yeah. you guys get Bali Belly? I did. Oh, I it's, died. Did so you? Bad. I actually I didn't get it. It's so bad. Oh, wait, you, oh, wait. Dude, you've oh, been you to Bali, Bali and not gotten Bali Yeah, that's insane. You definitely it's have more a parasite of a, It's more of a local thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just living in me. <laughs> I love it. How do you guys go with your Indonesian? Did you, like, pick up any words? Um. Yes. Uh, what, what is uh, What is dog? They. What's dog? Anjing. Anjing. They don't <laughs> like that word, dude. Dog is like, fuck you. Like, yeah, dogs are crazy out yeah. there. Oh, dude, yeah. oh, the Bali dog? Yeah. I went down this alley one day. I was trying to go to a fish store in Bali. Classic. It'll, it'll check out later right. but i'm trying to go to this fish store and i go down this thing and i see this little white dog you know and I, i'm thinking friend you know a little thing a little friend dog uh -huh. that dog was not my friend and yeah. i had a motorcycle a little moped down this skinny ass alley and he looked at me and started like coming after <gasps> me and i'm like all right dude chill well then he left and i'm like i'm good yeah. i kept going down the alley oh, no. four of his little shithead friends yep. came out and they thought it would be fun to attack me and they were like literally like trying to bite me one like ripped my shorts what? and i, oh, and my I God. put my legs up on the thing so i'm like you know full like in a little ball and i'm just going through i'm banging the sides <laughs> of this wall and the dogs are like barking at me and the guy's like trying to wave i'm like dude i don't want to come back what am i gonna do get rocked by your dog again dude, it's probably like the moped sound they hate like we you know like bikes yeah, and skateboards off. and shit oh, they yeah. hate I, th that. I thought they were just like friendly bark and then he grabbed the shorts yeah. and i was like 
Oh, like not friendly. We, we are not friends, and yeah. So I've was, not had that experience. That was my experience. With oh my dogs. gosh! But my husband one time was like petting this little dog. It was a puppy. It was tiny. He's uh, like, oh, cute little baby dog. Okay, comes up to it, starts like playing with it. It bites him and like draws blood oh, on his face. Fuck. And I'm like, mm, we should probably go like get that checked out. So we go to like the medical uh, clinic, and they're like, oh, you need a rabies shot. And I'm like, excuse me. And they're like, oh. rabies. And I go, Are you saying rabies? And they're like, yes. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get that. Rabies. And they're like, it's ten grand up front, no and then way. your um, insurance will like cover it. And I was like. Uh, let's chance it. So he just never got the rabies no. shot. Yeah, wow. he never got so it. Bold. What a but beast. I guess he didn't get rabies. That yeah, was like six good. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, does Long it lay dormant? I hope I not. Know. It lays Jesus. dormant. Could you imagine? <laughs> just like that Bali belly. Yeah. <laughs> it does. He started COVID. Oh my yeah, right. gosh. How is it working with your husband having, because you guys both do photography? Yes. So um, I'll give a little background on that. So when we met, so we've been together for 10 years. So when we met, he was um, studying to do photography and we didn't even actually like work this out until a month into like seeing each other. I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. But anyway, I discovered that he's like studying photography at what we call in Australia is TAFE. And I look at his like curriculum and I was kind of just like, this is so outdated. This is like so old school. Like, why don't you just quit and like come and do it with me? So he quit and then we started working together um, and I was sort of teaching him everything. I tried to teach him a little bit of retouching and look, bless his heart, but like <laughs> computer is just not his thing. So like, he knows how to make folders. He knows how to copy and paste, but okay. editing, that's, that's, that's my domain. But now um, the way we work together is he actually shoots and I'm kind of doing more like creative direction and like sort of, I don't know, making sure that the client is getting exactly what they're wanting and sort of speaking to every department. So I'm kind of like not really a photographer anymore, which is weird. Wow. Yeah. So you made, when did you make that kind of transition? Are you happy about the transition? Kind of. I still do the film jobs though. So I shoot film when we have to shoot film and then he does the digital stuff. Um, that was probably like five years ago. I think when we moved here, it just made sense. Um, I also do like a lot of digitacking now. So yeah. What, is what does that mean? Digitacking, like, um, like uh, I, you can explain it, but I know what it is. Just so you guys know, I do know what it is. <laughs> Chase, Chase doesn't know what it is. I totally know what it is. I had to hire one once. It's um, <laughs> so like when you're in a studio and like, you need to see the photos come up on the screen in front of you. So and you can like edit on the spot, like, like tethering. Tethering. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like the person that. Oh, okay, sorry, wrong terminology. No, no, no. My bad. It, you know, it's a and they get it and they like have a preset that yes. comes in and they like yeah. show in the clients Bam. and they're like yes. talking to them. Okay. So, okay. I, Hard to find a Digitech in LA. I found out that one time I tried really? to hire one. I couldn't find I one. I have a fabulous one if you ever need one. Oh. He's great. Well, good to know. Yes. <laughs> um, but now I do it. And yeah. I also do creative direction and I also do a bit of TikTok. And then, I don't know, I'm just kind of like everywhere on shoots these days. But I really like like not having the same day over and over again. I saw you were doing like BTS with the phone as well uh-huh. in one of your posts. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I tell people this all the time that you have to kind of look at where stuff is going. Yeah. And so what do you feel like if you're you're on TikTok, I, I've seen your Instagram, you uh-huh. post amazing stuff. Thank you. And so, you know, what is kind of the future look like of, of your job? Because it's like, you know, you're doing so many awesome things in the space it's funny i i actually this is my roman empire i think yeah. about this a lot yeah. i'm like where is this going yeah tell me um i don't know i really feel like i'm loving creating video content right now so obviously specifically for tiktok um and the truth is is i i don't really know i'm just trying to like adapt to the industry and just trying to move in the right direction for work but 
as long as I can do all of these things, then I'm sure I'll be fine, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, you're you're good at all of them, which yeah. is which is I feel like rare to you know come around. And so when you're working with these brands, they're coming to you and they know that you can do photo, video, social media stuff. Mm -hmm. What does those What do those conversations look like with these brands? Of like, they come to you, they have an idea for a campaign, or like they're launching their winter collection or summer collection. Mm -hmm. How does that conversation go with you and your husband of like, okay, this is what we're looking for. Um, walk us through like your process of creating everything and okay. like presenting it to the brand. So we have basically a roster of brands that we work with. We, we very rarely take on new brands. Um, these brands basically fill our like monthly schedule. Um, and the relationship is kind of like, they'll come to us and be like, we need to shoot a Valentine's day campaign. Like, do you have any ideas? And I'll put together like a little document document of just a few things that I found like here and there. And then I'll work on that with like their in-house creative director. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we have a team of like, we have our lighting team, we have our set styling and the makeup artists that we work with. So we kind of always work with the same people. Um, so I sort of get them across the vision. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then are you pulling inspo from like Pinterest or are there's websites that you use to pull inspo, like creating a whole like deck for them? Yeah, so that was like one of the questions in the in the form that you sent. And I really had to think about that one because I was like, damn, I used to like use Instagram so much for inspiration, but I feel like Instagram's kind of like a strange space these days. Yeah, it's weird. Um, creatives are just hidden. I'm not finding as much like inspo on there anymore. Love Pinterest. Pinterest is great. But I'm actually finding a lot of inspiration from TikTok right now. And just like, I've obviously like tailored my algorithm to be like a lot of like um, TikTok photographers. And they're so freaking creative. Like the things that they come up with are so cool, but I would never, ever, ever have found them on Instagram. I mean, that's how I found you. That's how I found you on TikTok. You found him on TikTok. I found there, you on TikTok. There's no way. Yeah. Yes. No, no, there's chief, no way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you thought this is a cool photographer? Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. No, I swear to God. Because it was like, you came up on my like for you page and it was like a shoot at the, oh, what's it called? You the don't desert have to lie side. about it. I'm not lying, this is true. Yeah, 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 the, the water side. thing. Yes. Probably a cooler location than either of them have ever shot at. Oh, you guys have not been there? <laughs> to oh. where? Oh. To where? The desert side. Oh. Yeah, I've been to there. I have a story about that yeah. place. Oh Lived my there. gosh. I got desert psych belly. <laughs> 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 I was there. Desert psych, Rabia's. Uh, yeah. um, obvious so i was shooting there one time my first time i was like so excited and i just bought my canon 1dx and it was like so windy like it's like in the desert so yeah. it just like gets so windy out there and the camera was like sitting on a ronin and it was kind of like close ish to the water and a big gust of wind came through and it blew one of um like the scrims off its uh like hinges and like into the water and it took the camera with it into Fuck. the water and i was actually in the dressing room like helping the models like get changed and my husband like runs in and he was like oh my god and he pulls the battery out of our brand new camera and it's just like water <sighs> just goes everywhere wow. and i was like oh my god this is like the worst thing ever we had a backup camera but that was just so brutal because we'd like just bought it. Did the client know or were you like it? Hey. Um, so the client wasn't on set. We were like handling production that day. <sighs> oh, thank God. Luckily, that's why you have a second camera. But um, 
Yeah, it like that hurt. Did it oh like come back? Is the camera yeah. like ever okay? You have insurance okay? on it? I had insurance, thank okay, God. Nice. It was hard to deal with, but yeah, we got the money back on it and obviously bought a new one. But yeah, I um I put it in rice for like two weeks and yeah, it died. She's gone. <laughs> it's so brutal when, when it's just like new and shiny and you just like want to baby it and then something like that happens. And so it's like the bad. most expensive camera that I'd like had and I was so proud that we bought it. And I'm like, how could we, how could we ever be parents? Like this right. is just so right. irresponsible. <laughs> also, what was he thinking? putting on a ronin next to the water like god come on yeah <laughs> do you have any other horror stories because that's pretty bad yeah. I, oh god i, I would have cried I, that would have got me to tears oh gosh i'm trying to think horror stories do you guys have anyone set. that we could talk about while she's thinking oh I me mean, besides I, getting my car broken into <gasps> yeah and no. getting my whole bag that'll, stolen that'll, yeah that'll no. do it fun fact i just got the police report back and this, when hap- was this? this happened like when like, did we almost march uh, yeah 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 february yeah. march was it in this neighborhood? It was downtown LA. Oh my god! Side of a Lakers game. Yeah, yeah, it was devastating. We were gonna, we were planning on shooting our merch for the podcast. Oh my god! I know this must have been in December. Yeah, December, yeah. December, or January, December. Like Sometime, too long yeah. ago. Uh huh. And um, I brought my bag to, with all my stuff in it because um, Braden works to the Lakers, so he got his tickets to the game. We went to the game. And we were gonna shoot the uh, merch after. Oh my god! And then I, I come back, and I thought someone left the window rolled down. <laughs> And it was raining, and I was like, "Guys, oh like, <laughs> my car, is, my car's wet, and just glass shattered everywhere. And my bag was gone, and I was like, oh, my God.' That is the worst feeling. Yeah. And you know what? I hear it so often. Yeah, get like, insurance, dude, yeah. and don't yeah, leave your condoms, camera bag in the car. Insurance? No, yeah. never. never. But were you in like a like one of those parking? Yeah, paid for parking. No way, because yeah. I was when we parked there. I'm like, oh, it's fine. There's no. someone there. <gasps> Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified now. After after the one DX horror incident, what did you end up kind of you know getting? Did you rebuy the camera after the insurance money came? Yeah, back? after it came through, we had a like a five D that was pretty beaten up that we just used until the insurance money came in. Um, we bought the same camera again, and then we were like, "Should we have bought the new R five? Like, what are we doing? Mm. Like, should we have done that?" But no, we got the One DX again, um, and I love it. It's a really good camera, but um, I actually really prefer my film camera. I'm just I'm loving film at the moment. What, yeah. what, film yeah. camera? what are you shooting film on? The One V. EOS 1V. The, the Canon the camera? Canon that takes yeah, like the L-series glass or whatever. The, the, it's like film camera? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the last film camera that they ever made. And it's it the takes, one that that yes. kid had, Max yes. McGuire. Yes. Shout out Max McGuire, cool kid. Yeah, okay, And cool. it takes like all of your digital lenses. So yep. it's like oh. so crisp, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I've seen some cool fucking shit mm-hmm. from that camera. That's a cool camera. So you shoot in the One DX digital though, still? Yes. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, I have an R. Oh, I had an R five. I think the One DX is better. Really? Just like cooler. It's. I like how mechanical it is and so shit. So heavy. Yeah, I, I like barely that. Barely hold it. But the one thing about the R five is like the it it um does it like get really hot and kind of like if you shuts film down a little big time yeah right yeah it it overheats all the time okay especially for video for photo not really okay but. All right, good to know, yeah. I just That's feel like the one DX said. feels like, it just looks different almost. The R5 feels more digital in a way. The Yeah, the one DX, she's she's chunky. Yeah. So very chunky. <laughs> what film lab do you use? Or do you have, you know, did you transform your bathroom into a dark room? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> actually, DIY. I did like photography in high school and I was shocking at the dark room. Like, I couldn't. Oh. No, can't do that. I think you're going to be like, oh, shockingly. No, no, yeah. shockingly terrible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, the dark room is where everyone used to, like, go to, like, hook up in school. So that's, that's so just, hot. like, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we didn't no, have one of those. Damn, dude. There was not much developing going on in there, no. I, um... <laughs> 
I love gold one hour. I know everyone goes there, but I love it. It's quick. It's reliable. I've tried a few other ones and you can just tell the chemicals that they use just aren't that good. Mm-hmm. So gold one hour is really good. I know a lot of people go to Icon, but that's, I think, in Glendale. Yeah, it's too far. Too far for me. Where's gold one? Koreatown. Mm. Oh, that's still so that's, that's as far as I'll go. I've gone to, what is it? Berry Flash. That's where I've gone. In Culver. Oh, but they like change locations. It's oh. confusing now. Hmm. It's not as good. Uh, okay. All right. I'll stick with Gold One Hour. It's the best. And what did you start shooting on? What kind of camera? Okay. So I started shooting on a Fuji film point and shoot and it was unbelievably grainy. I just remember trying to edit it and it was just, I mean, at the time I thought it was amazing, but looking back on those photos, I'm like, wow, so grainy. Um, <laughs> but then I'm actually moved to Nikon or Nikon. I call it Nikon. Nikon is more acceptable. What do you guys say? Like. You call it a potato and it'll yeah. kind of okay, trans- right. transferable. <laughs> For photography, we, we give it a pass, right? That's the rule? Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, okay. I call it Nikon. Um, <laughs> it's and a better name for it. I loved it. And I was like, I'm going to be a Nikon ambassador. I, it's like the best brand ever. And then I picked up a Canon and I was like, oh, whoa. Okay, forget that. So that's, <laughs> clip that's that, what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll clip that for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> When you like were first starting out, you're shooting okay Fuji film, and you're shooting your friends. I'm assuming you like if they're in your top eight on MySpace oh, free yeah. shoots. If they're not right. making your top eight, you're probably charging for shoots. I mean, Seems back fair. then I was in year nine, so I wasn't really charging. I was like, can I just sit with the cool kids? Is that sweet? That was that was the trade off. <laughs> and so you're doing your, but you're shooting people. You're doing uh-huh. like portrait shoots, right? Yeah. And you told us that Vogue magazine, when you discovered it, that oh, kind of yeah. like drew a lot of inspiration for you early on. Yeah. So can you talk about finding Vogue magazine and how that inspired you to what you're shooting today? Okay. So funny story about that. Uh, yeah, I think I was about 15. I'm being in a news agency. Do you guys know what that is? Mm-mm. Okay, so we have this thing in Australia. It's called a news agency. You buy magazines and stationery there. It was it was like my favorite shop. It was like the only shop in town. But you guys don't have them here and it makes me so sad. Anyway, um, I was in the news agency and I see this Vogue magazine and the front cover is like, I think it's like in, shot in India or something. And I made my mom buy it. And I was just so obsessed with the editorials in there. I just like loved it. And funny thing was is, I actually wanted to be a model in the beginning. So I was more inspired from that angle. And obviously like back then the criteria of like being a model is like, you have to be a certain build, you have to be a certain height. You know, this was like literally 25 years ago. So um, not 25 years ago. How old am I? I'm 30 now. So whatever. Four and years ago. 15 years ago. If you're 15 at the time. I opted out of math. I don't know. <laughs> and then I just, yeah, slowly realized that I couldn't be a model. So I was like, this is the next best thing. I want to be like involved in the making of this. So that's kind of how it started. And then I discovered DeviantArt. Do you guys know what that is? No, I don't. Oh my God, you don't know DeviantArt? No. So back then uh, it was like a platform for artists to just like showcase this. I was, it was like a lot of uh, painters and photographers and like digital artists and you would just like post your stuff on there and people went viral on it. It was just like a really old social media. So that's kind of 
where it all started. Were you posting on this app? Oh, yeah. Or, or you were posting? It's still, it? like, I'm pretty sure my old stuff is, like, still up there. Oh, cool. Under Drop Dead Photography X. Sick name. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first person who took that chance on you to hire you to get paid to do this stuff? Yeah, I do. She was actually a hairdresser um, in town, and she needed, like, photos for the salon or something. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe getting paid for this. It wasn't much. But she actually took me under her wing and i ended up getting my first like studio because of her she was amazing and she really looked after me and i worked with her for so many years so yeah and then obviously i moved out of town and to the city but still hold a like place in my heart for her did you have to do a lot of outreach once you left your smaller town and went to is it queensland right yes okay did you have to do a bunch of outreach slash what did that look like during that time period um Oh, that, yeah, I remember I was working retail on the side to like try and make the dream happen. Um, It was again at the dawn of Instagram. So I kind of jumped on and started posting like a ton of my work and slowly but surely I was just getting jobs here and there. And then I got offered a job at Princess Polly, which is like a clothing brand. My girlfriend loves um, Princess Polly. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, yay. They just opened one at mm-hmm. Century City. Yeah. yeah. We don't yeah. know the art website, but we do all know Princess I Polly. Do. I know. Oh, yeah. that makes me so happy. <laughs> so I worked for them in-house for a couple of years um, and I loved it. And so close with the team i did not want to leave i didn't want to leave but i was getting job offers left right and center to go overseas to go here go there and i was like i have to leave to grow so it was kind of like bittersweet going i was excited but i was sad but then when i moved uh to the u.s they were just opening their u.s office and they're like we'd love you to like come on and do creative for us and i was like wow you really like can have your cake and eat it too so they're one of my regular clients i work with them once or twice a week so it's great yeah no way yeah and so what is what are some of the deliverables look like for you know princess polly and is it different from other brands that you work with i mean every brand's completely different they shoot like primarily on film so they're the ones that i shoot love it yeah and we just will go downtown we'll shoot a bunch of street style or we'll be in um like a location Mm -hmm. we'll shoot like i don't know about 20 looks Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just a really good team yeah i am not as um well versed on the photographers rates Uh these days and i know they can go is you know high Uh just as high as video Um, yeah so when you when you start transitioning to working with these brands Uh more you know regularly yeah how does the combo of money pop up for you guys in the photo space because like for us usually it's tied to deliverables which Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's very similar in that sense but you know more where do you come up with you know these rates like the ballpark Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think back in the day when I was working on the Gold Coast. Oh, my God. Am I going to regret saying this? No. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I like made up this email address and it was like, blah, 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 the label. And I like reached out to all of the photographers in my area and I was like, hi, I would love to do a photo shoot. How much does does it cost? No way. And that's how I got the ballpark figure for what everyone around me was charging. So that's what I based it off. And then when we moved here, just like obviously kind of did that again and yeah so we did that for our wedding business in college okay. we, really? it was me and martha and uh, we were getting married and we emailed every <laughs> wedding videographer in the la area and it's got really everybody's smart. rates dude uh-huh. and they were like can we hear more about the wedding i'm like we're actually in uh in the fucking wine town up in up north in napa but we had this whole lie oh dude. wow That's so you clever. had a whole story well, because they asked you this shit the fucking right. wedding people aren't just yeah. dishing it out right. so I, I was like what's up me and martha are looking to get married around june like yeah that's, yeah. How, that's how we got all their contacts okay good i'm so glad clever. i'm not the only one no, 
going no, no, no. to help. I think that's a great. <laughs> no, it's a great idea. It works. How oh, is Martha? She's great. Yeah, nice. yeah. She's a side. Chloe know about she, her. She's a side chick. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. So we're trying to. If we could just keep that under wraps, <laughs> that'd be great. Cut that out. Um, but it's funny now because I'll get emails asking for rates from this brand I've never heard of, and I'm like, no, don't send it. Don't send it. So funny. I know you think the game. it's a person doing the same thing. I know the game now. It's so funny. Yeah. And so do you always, you know, for your process now, do you try to hop on the phone with them, learn more about what they're doing before, you know, sending off like, hey, I think it's going to be in this range because money's so uncomfy for people right. in our space. They don't talk about it a mm-hmm. lot. And so we try to, you know, shed light on what what we charge for stuff, what we yeah. think ballpark is, you know, for things like that. I actually, I hate talking about money. And like, it took me a long time to really realize my worth. Um, definitely jumping on the phone scoping out the deliverables because I've undercharged for jobs that should have been like triple the the cost. But again, like we only work with a hand selected amount of people and they know our rates. It's the same deliverables every single month and it fills our entire month up. So yeah. That's so ideal. I haven't had to have the uncomfortable money talk in a long time. That's so nice. Yeah. Have you had to have a conversation with a client that you've been working with for Mm -hmm. maybe three years where maybe the rate the the deliverables haven't changed and like your um the end product hasn't necessarily changed your skills have of course gotten Mm -hmm. better over the course of the years but maybe when you were first starting out with them shoot one it costs this much and then year three you're like you know not much has changed but like we should be getting charged or we should be charging more because we've we deserve yeah price actually that did happen recently but it was because our like what we had to do on set just changed dramatically from like the first time we started with them. So it turned into just like so many other jobs, like stock handling, um, handling catering, um, handling props, um, just doing so many extra things. And I think when you like break it down in an email and you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And this is what the extra cost is going to be. It just goes so well because they're like, oh, okay. And like, now I understand like the value of this, price increase so yeah but again i hate to, i hate talking about money and it, that made me really uncomfortable and it was a conversation that probably should have happened a long time before you bring up an interesting thing though is catering yeah so a lot of people probably listening to this podcast are one man banding it right, right? Mm. you're doing everything uh-huh. like you're coming up with the creative and you're shooting it and you're editing it you're at a point where you have a full-on team you're yeah. talking about you're working with makeup and and you're doing the creative direction yeah your husband's doing the you know the shooting advice to someone wanting to take the next step and create a full-on team how do you find those people that you can trust to work with on a recurring basis and how do you just like get to the point of working with a full-on team and doing bigger shoots oh that's a good question because i feel like it for us it happens so rapidly in australia it was just the two of us like we didn't have lighting we didn't do digi we obviously had makeup artists but that was kind of like found through the client um i'm trying to think about how i even found my lighting team honestly it was just word of mouth. One time we had a campaign and I must've put on my Instagram, I'm looking for a gaffer or a lighting team. That's how we found them, been working with them ever since. Um, and then it just expanded from that in terms of also we have like a social media assistant and I found her on set with another client. She was interning. And so I was like, do you want to come work with us? And like, just, I don't know, you just meet people along the way and it kind of just snowballs from there. And then you just become like one big family and you just work together all the time. You also get to work with models on a recurring basis. Oh, yeah. Now, is that something that you bring to the brand or like how it how does it work that you get to work with the same models on different shoots? They definitely take our recommendations like 
every now and again. But a lot of the time they choose it. They choose what's right for them kind of thing. So, yeah, we we have a little bit of input with models too. But, you know, I find if I work with one girl um, that's new and I, like, post her on Instagram, I feel like a lot of my clients will, like, book her after that because – they can see what we do together and they like love it so we yeah we generally do end up working with the same few models as well are models hitting you up a ton to do like collab shoots yeah Yeah, okay and so how does that work in your guys's space do you send hey my rates to do that are this or does it do you do you guys collaborate on it together and it's like you both are eating kind of thing how does that work so i guess when i first moved here um we weren't working as much as we would have liked to have been so we started doing a lot of test shoots and they were just for free they were with models that I'd met or really wanted to work with or connected with through Instagram and just like plan something really creative um I guess my goal was I wanted to create what I wanted brands to book me for so I would just kind of pitch it to the models and they were like always always down um we don't do a lot of like paid test shoots anymore because the brand work is just so much better Um, but every now and again, I'll do a test shoot and it definitely feels like the creative, like soul, you know what I mean? But it's, it's hard to find the time now. Totally. Yeah. 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 Cause you're working so much. I feel like we all struggle with that. Cause then you like start to do something that you're like, Oh, this is so fun. This is why I fucking love this shit. I haven't done it in a while. Cause I like money. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm struggling with that at the moment. I just really want to do a test shoot, but in my downtime i'm like so exhausted Mm -hmm. but i have so many good ideas but i'm tired gotta rest the brain what do you what do you do to recharge play sims nice yeah like that's sims? it Let's i go. love the sims um <laughs> you and awesome. chloe would get along yeah too. Oh, play sims with fun. <laughs> really? yeah she's got our family in there really? i'm always like dying and shit yeah she's, a, she's not taking care of you no not you got well. that bolly belly and the yeah, sims dude, too exactly. oh my gosh that sims belly <laughs> oh, sims <laughs> no that's like definitely my like escape from reality um aside from that i'm not very good at work-life balance it's like 90 percent work and like 10 percent like me time we would get along really well yeah <laughs> i like I, I was telling jesse today my husband i was like if i have too many days off in a row it's like so hard for me to get back into the swing i'm like better off than just not having any days off mm. even i was filming something i was filming myself for like a TikTok. yeah and i hadn't filmed one in like two weeks right and even just like talking to the camera or even like you were saying, like mm-hmm. picking up the camera to go film, like you get in a groove if you do it's like it a consistently. Muscle. Yeah. 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 You got to work it out. It yeah. Really, no, all the time. It really is. You, yeah. you got to make those, uh, those you know, social videos. And how often right now are you making TikToks? Oh, that- slash, slash, do they come to you from seeing your TikToks or is it still mostly Instagram? You know what? I've actually had a fair few come from TikTok, um, but it's really hard. So... I feel like as a photographer, TikTok is so daunting because like on Instagram, like posting photos, like if you're a photographer, that's your currency. Like that's easy for you to do. But now with like TikTok in the mix, that's a whole other thing that you have to edit, make interesting, make a story about. You got to do the video and somehow like incorporate the photography in it too. So I really struggled with TikTok in the beginning because I'm like, I don't really understand how I'm meant to use this platform. Um, I probably haven't posted one for like a month or so. But I'm like bankrolling content at the moment. I want to try and do like a 30 days of like creative ideas. That's like, mm, that's I'm going to try fun. and commit to that. We did a 30 day challenge yeah. and it helped it tremendously. Really? Yeah. Growth was crazy. How, like how, how long did you guys like put in every day to like make it happen? Was it like an hour or two or longer? I had to batch because I was working right. so much. Yeah. Um, but I was trying, it never ended up working out for me. And oh. I, f- I feel like I was uh, always 
going to like the very last second. I'm like, it's eight o'clock. Like, holy shit, I gotta, yeah. edit, I gotta edit this video. But I tried to plan them out on Sunday okay. and film like two or three, yeah, and then edit those, you know, that night. And then okay, on Tuesday night, I get another two or three or something. Okay, good. And then yeah. leave it. We had a pot. We counted a pod clip as one, kind of like a cop out because we weren't editing the pod clip. Okay, but that really helped us out a lot. Having that pod clip was like. Thank God, yeah, today's like, coverage. On, like, yeah. on Saturday, I'm like, okay, I'll rip the pod clip because like I don't want to work on a Saturday. Or- mm-hmm. It was nuts though, like the you know just the numbers in your analytics are just yeah. green, green, green. Like right. you're like, holy shit. Okay, so posting actually posting does, every day, yeah. thirty days yeah. really helps. I feel like I don't know. TikTok probably back then was a little different, but now it's like hard to. I agree. It's, it's a little harder now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's much harder. I think it's yeah. changed so much. Even the level, I feel like, of content has gone up a lot. People yeah. are making higher quality stuff now. Yeah. And there's just so, it feels like a, it feels noisy right now. It's very noisy. I don't know if you, me and Kosas were talking about this last week, but TikTok shop has came yeah. to town. Oh, I've not What's seen that? that yet. You haven't, I haven't seen, seen that feature. Get ready. It's going like to ruin your, ruin your whole no? feed. Oh, kind no. of. And so essentially like what'll happen is like, say you, say you had a drink company or some shit mm-hmm. and you were you know posting about it. You're like, guys, this drink company is amazing. Yeah. And those are popping up now. Every single video for me. You're basically able to buy With what one the person's click. promoting on TikTok through the TikTok uh, shop. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's but, no more like link in bio. No, like, they're literally bang. bang. And what's crazy oh, no. right now is TikTok is eating 35% of the, pro- of the cost of whatever product up to... 200 orders per day oh uh, my god which gosh. is insane so like someone posted their shorts company and mm-hmm. they gave the example of like tiktok's eating 35 percent of these profits they're like they're buying it they're literally buying it to wow. get people to buy tiktok shop wow. so it's our whole feed i haven't like oh i've not seen that it actually kind of sucks what's that gonna is that gonna deter people from using it though is it like gonna be like a downward spiral like instagram I, probably I think, it, I, think it might. I think i think right now is probably it you know how on all the apps how they have this peak where the advertisers begin to start to actually yeah. funnel billions right. of dollars yeah. into it. I feel like that's where we're just about to get with TikTok and it's going to become not as fun, I think. Okay, so I'll do my 30-day creative idea and then you're thing done. and then I'll tap out for a yeah. while. Yeah. I don't know though. It's weird. Like mm-hmm. where where do you feel like you want to put most of your attention right now? That's a good question. I honestly don't know. Like I I want to put it into TikTok because the visibility is just so much better and it's so much fun and it's like it's exciting to post something. Obviously, it's so stressful because it's like takes like hours to make something that you are like happy with. Um, I feel like I am in this weird space with social media where it's like, I don't really know where to be. And I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but yeah, I don't know. I think we're all going through that. Yeah, I think we're all going through that. Yeah. Like, what do you think about social? I just think there's so many options. It's tough. We just need to bring back MySpace. Yeah, exactly. And just have it be one. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do a shoot for my... MySpace. Like, yeah, yeah MySpace. let's do it. <laughs> That'd be great. Top eight. Yeah. yeah, right. You also got to shoot something super fun yeah. this year, mm-hmm. the Harper Bazaar cover shoot. Yeah. Can you tell us how that came about? Okay. And just like more details on the shoot. So that came about, uh, what was it? I was at a party actually for Super Bowl and I was there with, a, a, she does like PR um and we just became like really good friends and just had like a really big night together and um probably a month later she calls us up and she's like hey i really want to pitch you for this harper's bazaar shoot are you guys available and i was like i will clear my schedule for that and that's just kind of how it happened i feel like that's how we got a lot of our really exciting jobs is honestly from going out and just meeting people just networking um and that was just like such a 
pinch me moment because I hadn't done like a cover like that before and it was such an epic shoot and full creative control and I loved every second of it. Were you nervous like walking on to set like to shoot it or were you just like I'm in my bag I got it? No I was like I'm in my element let's Hell go yeah. and I just want I wanted to keep going they're like we've got it we've got it I'm like no no one more one more but yeah. <laughs> Did you shot with uh, Madison Martina before? Mm-hmm. Oh no that was the first time um no actually no we did shoot we did a lounge shoot together previous and we got along really well but yeah that was fun because that was just super creative and then she ended up hiring us for her swimwear brand to shoot that in down in Costa Correa so Madison did yeah yeah so it was really good and how fun is that like showing up to set do you know who you're shooting model wise yes I always read the run sheet gotcha always so the run sheet is all the talent involved yes 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 okay. yes yeah so i always need to know who's on set and so the models know you're photographing as yes. well yeah so well d- they should if they read it sometimes <laughs> right. they don't they just see start time and address so you guys shooting each other's like text the night before being like see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much that's yeah awesome. that's especially so if it was like like a like a friend yeah right. yeah what are some of the challenges you found with you know, maybe posing models because I okay. know that you do this at a really high level now, but okay. someone that is just getting into maybe portraits and yeah. whatnot, they're not, they're working with, you know, a person, you know, that's just starting out modeling and whatnot. How, how you handle someone who maybe doesn't know the poses to hit. And you've obviously been around some amazing models. I feel like actually showing them myself what pose I want them to get into helps so much. And Remember how I was saying how I like wanted to be a model in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird how my career also landed me in a position where I do do a little bit of modeling. So that has been very strange, but really, really fun too. And I think that that has helped me get into the minds of a model to know what's going to help them. Do you know what I mean? Totally. It's like yeah. an actor becoming like a movie director. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that kind of gives me a leg up a little bit. Um, just showing them and sometimes Jesse will show them and like watching him kind of like do the pose and like that's just really funny but <laughs> do you show yeah. them the photo too does that help them kind yeah, of get some, more yeah, okay. yeah 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 definitely but I mean I always come with a mood board always always but sometimes what you want isn't on the mood board so you kind of have to just do it you're shooting models in you know bathing suits uh-huh. and lingerie yeah and that can be a very like I don't, an intrusive yeah. thing yeah yeah it probably helps that you're a female, so right. you can probably help them feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh-huh. But do you have any tips that um, allow the models to trust you a little bit more on set? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely feel like being a woman makes them so comfortable. And my husband, Jesse, he's so like, he's really, really relaxed. And I think that that just like, the fact that we're like a team makes them feel really comfortable. We're very personable with the models and very like non-serious on set too. So I think that definitely makes them way more comfortable. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny, I'll shoot someone and then maybe I'll see them again and they'll be like, oh, I was so nervous and I was so in my head. And I'm like, well, that I would never would have known. Like you showed up, you looked amazing. I never would have thought you'd been stressed out this whole time. Um, but yeah, again, we still work with a lot of the same people. So it just gets better and better. Did you let your husband stay away from the shoot in the pool? Like he wasn't, he was 10 feet, you know, minimum. Yeah, he was like, he had to stay back and be with the clients or what? 
on that shoot with the pool yeah he watched w- it fall in water oh, he's no, swimming. no i'm talking about for harper's bazaar oh yeah oh, that's is your camera yeah, on so oh. where you, where you take you're like hey 10 feet back from the pool scenes like you can't be close oh, to this my thing oh she's so like reckless with our <laughs> stuff like i can't even tell you how many things he's broken but that builds character for the it, sir, he's for such the a staff. character you guys would love him <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll have to meet him he's an awesome, awesome photographer we should have him on the podcast yeah oh my gosh definitely what, what what do you do though with the pool scene i've never i've never shot in in a pool before really yeah, well no. i wasn't in the pool oh you were the model the-, the model was in the pool okay so you yeah. didn't you didn't have to be like in no, there no okay. no no. i don't have any experience with like underwater photography uh, that just scares the hell out of me having to like camera in water mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah i never trust scary, it but would love to were there any challenges you faced though having a model in a pool or body of water it was a heated pool she was so warm in there i think if anything i was just being like let's just do more shots and they were like we've got it and i'm like get back in that pool immediately <laughs> and she's like okay let's go <laughs> so it was probably funny. just me just like pushing it if anything just being so annoying because i was just so in the zone did that yeah. shoot bring you more work from being on that magazine i honestly have no idea but it it definitely fed my creative soul which is like at the end of the day so means so much to me mm-hmm. yeah because i do a lot of commercial stuff which i love i love doing commercial stuff and then i we get to do our creative campaigns which i love too but yeah it's you got to fill your own cup sometimes yeah and it's hard to find the time you were saying though that it's like super relaxed on set mm-hmm. are you guys like blasting music and are there special things that you like to bring on set that it isn't a camera and a lens that helps like set the vibe or like must haves on set i don't even coffee i don't know music i'm always playing doja cat i feel like everyone vibes with that (laughs) yeah and then i'll like every now and again like sneak in a little bit of like emo music and everyone's (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) i'm like sorry (laughs) um nothing in particular but just I don't know, always joking around and just having a good time. And our assistant, Kelly, she's such a legend. She's really fun. I feel like you might know her, actually. What's her name? Kelly Wynn. I'm not sure if I'm no. familiar. Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, just having like a really approachable team. Sometimes you go on set and people have such an ego and it's just not fun. And why would you want to bring that to set? Why would you want to bring that energy with you? So People meaning like... Photographers? A lot of photographers, yeah. yeah. Okay. And makeup artists and hairdressers, my gosh. Can be so intense, but... Any any times with, like, the models, or do you find that, like, maybe not so much with the models? I've only ever had one model, like, get frustrated with me. She... So the client was, like, basically putting down more and more items as the day, like, went on. And um, she was getting annoyed because she just wanted to leave. Um, and she kind of was like yelled at me and was, and she goes, you keep putting things on the floor and I don't want to do this and la 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 la. And I, at that point in time, I was just like kind of really sad cause I was really excited to shoot this model and she was just giving me so much attitude and I was like, I'm not even putting things on the floor right now. So yeah, that was really hard. But then she turned around in the end and she apologized. So we're friends now. That's nice. Yeah. But that's the only time I've ha- ever had friction. That, yeah. uh, you're you're lucky i feel like we've dealt with some friction oh some, really some silly people on set you just never know man. you never know you never know yeah. tensions are on hot you know <laughs> yeah like, you're behind on schedule oh yeah stuff yeah. like that but, but you you've been able to see like so much of the world from your camera and yeah you, you sent us through some amazing destination oh, places yeah, that, yeah. that it's brought you and so you know where do you hope to one day kind of visit where do you hope that camera takes you so i really need to go to south africa mm. like need to go there i've been have you guys you been have, no, where I've, did you go 
um we went to cape town yeah and then we went to um we went on a safari oh my gosh which was um i forget exactly where the safari was but, but you did crash my drone though oh my gosh oh this is crazy so so this was um this was in 2019 and i had like the big phantom drone and chase had the mavic the first mavic yeah and so i wanted to bring a drone to fly but i couldn't fit i couldn't bring like the big drone so i was like chase yeah. can i bring your mavic he's like yeah sure so i take it and i fly it at our hotel and i'm like going around i'm doing a really sick like pan rotating thing and it hits a tree and it falls down oh but it gets gosh. caught in the tree and it's above this like <gasps> river uh that's in front of the hotel and so i was like hey i just crashed my drone can i go walk over there and get it they're like no that's lion territory like nobody can go oh over there it's perfect and i was like okay yeah, well like great. what if you like Took row a boat like it's like it's like 25 feet away they're like no there's like a hippo in there like, can't do it <laughs> so they sent this dude who was like 75 and he was just like the he's lion like, whisperer he's like yeah no. he's like he's like, i got it so he like goes over and gets the drone and i was like oh thank god and i told chase like a year and a half later oh yeah my my, all of a sudden my camera i had to like rotate every shot by one percent in premiere to like get it the horizon line right and i was like why is this going on and then i like told you about it and you're like oh it's because i crashed your drone about a year and a half ago and i was like that's my what bad. happened oh, oh my god <laughs> heavy it's okay i moved on yeah. to a new drone at that point but aside, so I was fine from, with that. aside from that south africa's good right seems amazing. awesome yeah. amazing. i've never been i said seems awesome okay. I, been. I tell anyone who's never been on a safari like add it to the top of your bucket list because it was one of the coolest things i've mm -hmm. ever done yeah i need to do that yeah. and um, cape town's also just like amazing so beautiful yeah. i know I, i've been really trying to like pitch it to my clients i really want to go to namibia too namibia yeah. yeah have you heard of it i have it's got the um is it the tree it well probably there's but, some trees there but, but it's like the abandoned sand houses oh crazy you know I i've seen pictures and of it's these. on like the tame impala like album yeah. cover and it's this whole town of these abandoned houses and there's all this sand inside and how do you spell it yeah that but then, but then abandoned houses after it n-a-m-u-b-r <laughs> Nailed it. You're right there. Okay, there we go. Here we go. Let's see. Yes. See, yes. The, trees, the trees. And look like, at that. Tim it's Walker like the trees. Look at that. Tim Walker shot there. It's like gorgeous. Yeah, that's crazy. It's beautiful. There's houses, though. Sand Wait, houses? You, did you type in sand houses? No, he just, he, just, he, just, he, just he, he just typed in the country. Tree. He just wanted to prove his point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I see this. Yeah, right. This is wild. Holy oh, so shit. Oh, so a shoot in the trees? He's stuck on tree. He's so stuck on tree. In the house. In the house. There's trees there. I need to go here. It, I have yeah, to. Yeah, This is the one thing. I actually am so afraid of flying. And oh, I know really? to get to this spot, you have to take like a tiny little Cessna plane. And I'm like, I will do it. But I don't want to. Small planes are scary. Gonna, I, I'm like so scared of flying. Just close your eyes the whole time. Yeah, I definitely. Do have, I do have a quick travel story that I usually don't share with guests, but I just got to get it out. Tell it. It's, Tell. it's juicy. So I was just in Korea for a shoot. It oh, was amazing. awesome. So much fun. The thing about Korea, big skincare thing. That's the whole thing, yeah, right? They're incredible it. spas and everything. So I'm like, I got to go to a cool spa one night. It's my one night that I'm like solo and I'm going to go do it. I find, I don't want to go to like the touristy one. So I find one that has like more like underground good reviews, but not like the classic like tourist and like Gangnam, you know? Go there. First of all, it's in a basement, which I don't love. And I walk in, the guy like speaks some English, talks me to like the body, to the body scrub, which is like their thing, right? Yeah. So I go in the locker room. He's like, okay, get naked. It's like a few words. He didn't know a lot of words, but he told me to get naked. Got naked. The only other person in the locker room, it's like a 75 year old man, also very naked, sitting in a chair, just vibing. 
So I go into like the bath. He tells me like sit in the bath. So I'm sitting there and just like wondering what's going to happen here. I'm like pretty confused and nervous all by myself. <laughs> the 75 year old man still naked walks out of the locker room, looks at me and he's like points to the table. And I was like, oh, this is my masseuse. Like this is the guy that's about to scrub me down. So I get on this table and he's just pouring water on me. He's talking to me in Korean, just rubbing 75, oh just gosh. sagging everywhere, dude. He had like a little, he put on a, at the end, he put on like a little loincloth and then like turned me over. So like, I'm just sticking straight up, dude. And then he like straddled the table and started like scrubbing my chest. And I'm like, bro, this table's wet. Like you are one slip away from like, this going very, very differently. Oh. Oh my gosh. It was, dude, and I just, and the whole time I'm like, how am I going to feel when I get out of here? Like, am I going to feel violated? Am I going to feel happy? <laughs> and it's, the second I closed the door, I just laughed for like 15 <laughs> minutes. I was like, that was the most ridiculous experience. Sounds Not very good intrusive. Either. Yeah, very intrusive. I was going to say, you are glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look I do good. have pretty smooth skin now. You exfoliated for but, um, sure. Oh, wow. It wasn't like Soft. the relaxing kind of thing I was looking for because I was just so uncomfortable. But Buzz. Korea was really cool. <laughs> okay. Just find the right spa. Okay. Yeah. I need to go. I'm obsessed with Korean food at the moment. So good. Korean bar. Barbecue. Have mm. you been to Dan Sung Sa in Koreatown? No. no. Oh my god, you must. It's so good. It's like Korean bar food. Unreal. Mm. It's oh, like yeah. everything's either two ninety nine or seven ninety nine. There's nothing in between. It's Fuck unreal. Yeah. That's a great, big, great price. Both Easy. those are good prices. I mean, you can't get a meal yeah. for under twenty five bucks we're these days. We're screwed out here. It's terrible. <laughs> I need to go to Koreatown. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So you want to go to South Africa? Yes. Yep. And what are some of your favorite places that you've been? Um, I recently just went to the south of France. Um, oh, we jealous. shot in Nice. We shot in um, a place called Menton, which is on the border of um, like France and Italy. Like it's like you just drive across and you're in Italy. That was unreal. Um, I had lunch just, there once. It's no big deal. Keep you going. did? Yes, yeah, no big deal. Keep oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> where did we just... Oh, we were just in Greece like a few days ago. We did Naxos, which is... It's next to Mykonos. It's a really beautiful like family island. I've never been. That sounds fucking know, it's awesome. It's so good. Though. He was pointing at me. Have you been to Greece? I have been to Greece. Yeah. Where'd you go? I've been to Athens, Mykonos, Santorini, and Corfu. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. The food is so good. The best. The best. And honestly, for Europe, not that expensive. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, south of France, like, was very expensive. So, is I've it heard. all just different clients that are flying you to, like, these places and, like, um, a lot of the time? Well, at the moment, um, we have one client that does on location, uh, sorry, overseas shoots, like, constantly. So, we have, like, our entire next year pretty much mapped out where we're going to go. So, we are so fortunate to have them. They are unreal. Um, they fly us and the whole team out, and we just shoot for, like, five days. And then I'll take, like, a couple of days off afterwards just to, like, explore. Because may as well. And it sounds like they're taking you to like cool fucking spots. Yeah, you know? yeah. Are you having to pitch them for the for Look, the spots or are they are they just like, yo, you're going here and you're like, sign me up? Like, right. I feel so lucky. This is what they do. They'll put us on hold and then a month before, we'll just get an email and they go, all right, surprise, book your flights for da 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 Spain. Like, no it's just, it's a dream come true. You found the best client. Yeah, I right. know. They are unreal. Yeah, so good. So yeah, we have a lot of next year mapped out. Um, some of them I don't know yet, but first stop is Jamaica, which I've not Sick. been to before. Wow, it's yeah. gonna be so fun. Yeah. And it, every time, is it is it extremely different for that specific brand or is it, you know, does, does the same kind of styles continue to pop up? Is it like swimwear or is it? It's swimwear. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so typically for that, do you also pitch them the video stuff or is it mostly all photo for it's that It's mostly brand? all photo and okay. like iPhone. I feel like, I don't know about for you guys, but for me on set, 
they're really like going hard on the iPhone like content. So they had a videographer and then they switched it out for like a someone who does like really good iPhone stuff. How crazy. It's so weird. It's so, scary. It's so wild. Makes yeah. me so nervous. I do really Same. good iPhone stuff. And I'm also oh. free okay, next year. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are looking to bring. Perfect. <laughs> I've never been to Jamaica. Right. I'll let them know. I could be down. <laughs> you got five times Zoom? He doesn't have the five. You have the new yet. one? No, no, he doesn't. It's, it's oh. the one hold on, hold below on. the new one. It's, I have the new one. It's coming. All right, all it's right. coming in a few weeks. Okay, you have to tell me if it's good because I think I have a... 13 right now That's actually my content phone that i have is an 11 and oh I'm, you would love this then okay but i love the 11 because it doesn't have that weird like auto lighten like i function. hate oh, that that hdr yeah it's yeah. so weird so the 11 doesn't have that with photos with photos yes i think you'd like the new cameras on the new I one i might need to get the, it just for the, the wide camera what's kind of clutch is now it doesn't like get all noisy you know how before right. if you yeah, wide, yeah, yeah. It, it would just like it's all crazy that's kind of a new thing that they did nice. this is the same exact phone as the 14 it's identical really nothing is different really okay. just the 5x camera and the 0.5 but you're saying it's worth it to get it if you don't if you have the 11 i think it's very worth it because i think the two cameras Shit, are, are fun okay I, yeah i think they're like you'd be like oh okay like okay. these are totally different and they look it's like from the 11 to the 15 you would see noticeable difference from 14 to 15 it's like yeah it's kind of similar for the most part they got me on the program where like i upgrade every year and i think i'm gonna hop off of it because I feel like the changes now are so minuscule yeah. that like you don't need the new iPhone every year anymore. That's what I've been saying, dude. What are you on? 13 Pro Max, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. She's a professional photographer. They do the best one here. And she's got the same phone as I do. I'm, I'm saying, let's get an 11. <laughs> yeah, she's down. She's saying, let's go backwards. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go backwards. But I feel like in photography, things really have gone backwards. Like mm -hmm. everyone's shooting with a digicam these days mm -hmm. and film too. I feel like shit is in. I saw that's Being so shit is cool you, right now. You had a lot of like flash on, on mm -hmm. your page. Talk to us about flash photography. I've, okay. I'm scared of flash. It's, really? It just scares me a little bit. You're, are you all natural? light no I, no I i do video but like the oh the, the continuous the, yeah. yeah the flash just like when i see you guys rocking the flash i'm like how is this how is this working well like, actually on a lot of our campaigns we'd use continuous for like the videographers to be able to use too oh however with my film camera and if i'm like um shooting like downtown i'll pop my little like pop flash on top like the little hot shoe flash and shoot that with film and it looks really good but it's very raw it's like uh, like in your face mm. but kind of gives that like shitty cool feeling yeah like that, talking that about. hard light shit that's yeah. i think that's so cool that's such a cool look yeah it's interesting how things just change yeah. i know it's like all trends even in photography and oh, you know sure. it's so cool though i wonder if like our kids are gonna be like oh i'm shooting on an iphone one like they <laughs> yeah. they go to like sammy's camera like i just got the iphone no, one just for the camera like probably shitty, shitty digital will be yeah. in instead of like film oh my like, god like i've been ordering digicams off ebay that i would have used when i was like 10 years Those old like camcorder so kind of thing yeah yeah oh, and wow. i actually love the way that they just like capture it and then when you try and like put layers on it in photoshop it goes really pixelated it's really fun yeah. what's your editing process like um i i love capture one mm -hmm. yeah and I used um, Lightroom for like a little while. I just found it a little clunky, slow. And Capture One obviously is so good for tethering. So that's why I love it. It just feels really high def. Are you are you primarily doing shoots right now for your business? Or do you also take like 20% of my income comes from brand deals? Or what does it kind of look yeah, like for so you? Yeah, so I feel like now, weirdly, it's, it's kind of pivoted to like 60% like photo shoots and maybe like 
40% like modeling and brand deals, cool. which has only really started in the last six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've really gotten to live this dream of your original dream yeah, of being a model. Yeah, which is so, so weird wow. for me. Yeah, That's, but I love it. It's really fun. Do you take like self-portraits of yourself modeling? Oh, I used to like back in the day, but not so much now. I'll just get Jesse to take them. Where? Right. Yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah, like, there. Take this photo, please. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I see you've done, this is like just random, but you've worked with Skims a few yes. times. And they're putting out Skims men. Yes. Fuck yeah, I'm getting it, dude. I love Skims. You love birthday skims? birthday presents for my girlfriend skims oh my gosh time. always like so soft if you need some like to so get soft. a girl a gift yeah. skims will always my girlfriend loves skims it's too. it's so good i don't know if you guys have ever made like a like a board like a vision board oh cool but skims was like on my vision board and it ended oh, wow. up like coming to fruition and a lot of these things this year have come to fruition did you find your fire wow that's cool kind of but do you know what do you know what this photo here is like the lead singer of one of my favorite bands and I hadn't seen them before. And I got to go and see them. It's Spring With The Horizon. I got to go and see them when they were touring with Fall Out Boy. So I go to the show, the next day I'm shooting in downtown and I turn around and the lead singer is walking towards me. I'm wearing a shirt with his face on it from, that I bought the night before. He's walking towards me and I was just like, is this even real? I'm like, hey, can I like get a photo? Um, that would be like really great. He was so nice. And I just couldn't believe that I got to meet him. And then we ended up like going to the next show the next night. It was just like, oh my god. but gosh. like, and then I looked at that and I'm just like, okay, that will that just happen then, you know? You're right. So you guys are should you, always make a manifestation board. I was just about yeah. to say, so are you a big manifester? Do you feel like that? Obviously it's working. I think so. I don't know. I only just did it this year and it's sort of working. The only thing that hasn't happened is the Japan. You'll you, probably get so, someone. To go someone's going to call you so. next week for this. They're going to hear we this. Right? Yeah, you right. just got to put it into the universe. Yeah, I think gotta, so too. You, you say it. it you say it enough, man. Something. Something's going to roll for you. I do yeah. think the vision board is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I've made like a couple, and almost every time, I feel like basically everything has come true. Or I'm like, I don't want that anymore, anyways. You know? Yeah. I think there's something in the brain that when you say it and you can see it in front of you, it, it's going to happen. It gravitates you towards yeah. those things. I yeah. also think it's smart you have it as your wallpaper because mm -hmm. i've made vision boards day. before and then it's yeah. like you don't see it every day i'm getting yeah. on it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna, I'm gonna, do, that do, that I'm gonna do that yeah i'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. you've inspired oh, me i'm gonna do it i I'm did this it. at the beginning of the year chase and i'll get on that for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah that's how yeah anyway back to the skims now i started working with them that's so and cool that was like on that's there that's amazing yeah and so now every time you see that you're like fuck yeah yeah i'm stoked i love it i need to make one for next year but i'm like what do i even want i don't even know I mean, that's so it's a good feeling. It's so yeah. cool, though, that you do you're getting to model and like do the damn thing. Like, yeah, that, that's it's just amazing. super weird. Yeah, but I love it. And so do you do you feel like now because you've shot so many fucking models? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you get out there that you're like, hold hold it for a sec. I got this. Like, I, I'm all, I do your job. You know? Oh, my I mean? God. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are like 10 times better than me. No, I'm saying you as the you as the model getting to talk to the photographer because you're like, yeah, Yo, oh. I, I, I get how to pose, dude. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I do your job usually. You well, know what I'm saying? A lot of the time, it's like Jesse shooting me. Oh, Jesse. So yeah, so he, I'm like very comfortable with him. I okay. tell him what to do. I tell him the angles, you know. <laughs> um, and I do a lot of the retouching too and the selecting, so that definitely helps too. Mm -hmm. But on the other jobs that um, 
I have like another photographer shooting me. I really try not to like put my two cents in because that's just like I oh. feel that you're you like know, I feel oh, rude. Being like, why don't, why don't you try this thing? Like, no, you yeah. can't say that. Uh, but totally. it's in your head. Yeah, oh, for sure. she doesn't know shit. For sure. It's like when a creative director is like, I actually own a camera. If you could just like change, th-. I'm like, dude. Oh god, no. I definitely keep it to myself for sure. That's but it's funny. really fun being in front of the camera because I can tell you what it's so much less stressful. You just get told where mm. to be and when and go for it. So, yeah. Being behind the camera. No, being, in, being, being in front of Being in front. Being in front. Being, in front. Vibe. being the model. Being, yeah. Okay, It's got way it. funner. You've shot a lot of models. Yeah. And that's kind of like your niche. Okay. Are you looking to continue to shoot that or do you want to like dabble in other niches as a photographer? Yeah. So, um, I feel like if I was to like pivot, I would actually love to like go into music. Uh, never done it before. My portfolio does not reflect anything of the sort but i just have felt like it would always just be so fun to like go on tour with a band for like a season um let's just speak that into the universe there it is. <laughs> call, call, on your, call on your shot because this might know some people yeah i know <laughs> it, uh, yeah i can definitely like if i mean i'm more so in the dj scene yeah not no, so much in the easy. email but yeah. if um i'm honestly i'm always getting hit up to shoot shows yeah so if you want i can definitely put you in contact i would with honestly love to okay, i just cool. i love music i yeah. love everything about it and i just think that it would just be so fun it, it's really fun it's just really exhausting especially yeah. with djs because the shows are so late yeah i know um, you're like okay you gotta get up at five and like Go yeah. for it. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Does it get lonely? In a weird way, yeah. Like yeah. you're so like, you're around so many people constantly and you're overstimulated and then you get back to your hotel room and you're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like because you're moving so much, you don't have time to really think about it. Yeah. In a weird way. Um, I also did it in an interesting way where like I was gone every weekend and then I was coming home. Yeah. So... It'd be, I don't have, um, I can't speak from like actually going on a full on tour where I'm gone for like three or four months at a time. Yeah. Um, But speaking of actually, okay, I just thought of this. Being away and dealing with your whole visa thing Mm -hmm. and getting lonely. Mm -hmm. How was it, um, how has it been like being away from your family in Australia? Um, And like not being able to go back, right? So I think the hardest period was during covid Mm. so australia was super strict Uh, i remember when they kind of announced that they were like closing the australian borders and we basically had to make a choice like do we stay here or do we go home and our our family are like please come home like we don't know what's going to happen um and i think we'd been living here for maybe a year and a half at that point and i and i was just like i'm gonna stay and i'm so glad that i did you know my mom didn't talk to me for like a month like she was so mad but i'm so glad that i stayed because that landed us all of our clients because people just sort of like didn't really want to work during that period they were scared um and I was like, well, I'm here. I'm going to do it. And that's how we end up with a lot of the clients that we have now. So you were working oh. a lot during COVID. Well, we, we got COVID very early on um, during the pandemic. So for me, it was pretty much asymptomatic. For my husband, he got like a little bit of taste and smell lost. So after that, like initial fear went away. I was just like, let's do it. Let's go. As soon as like we're allowed to do production, we did it. You've now done this for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And so if you could go back, Pixie, to your 18 mm-hmm. year old self, mm-hmm. what would you tell that? What would you tell that girl? Oh, don't like sweat the small stuff and don't, and don't care about what people think of you because it doesn't matter. Um, and have fun and live in the moment. I yeah. Love it. Boom. I love and it. don't be so afraid of flying because <laughs> it's not worth it. But what I still am. Is it the um, you're out of control? 
Like you're not the one flying the plane? Um, I'm just like really scared of heights. Mm. That'll yeah. get you. <laughs> yeah. Don't get a window seat. A what? Don't get a window seat. No, I hate the window seat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I hate it. I also um, hate clear elevators, like glass mm. elevators. Yeah, those are interesting. And freight elevators. And I won't do a hot air balloon. And I hate wells. That's crazy. That's there like my are, list. Those are very, That's my list of like no goes. Like or like very specific. literal whales, like orcas and whales, stuff. Whales, no wells. Wells. Oh wells. Yeah, that's funny that okay. you thought that. Okay. He I loves fish. Crazy story. Doing? My girlfriend told me her friend was in Vegas this past weekend on the fifty-fifth floor in the elevator. The oh elevator don't, broke. Don't. No, <gasps> no, it didn't. Get I swear out. to God. No Shut up. Yeah, I swear. It has a Get safety out. thing though to catch you. They uh, went to the hospital and like they're fine. But, but it crazy. shot them up to the top? No, no, no. They were at the top and it went down. No, that's what I'm and saying. It went so down like, really fast. So, so like, did, did, boom, to the tip. Like I'm not really sure like the full details. You know I saying, was just right? told they went. I, he's in, in the broke. box. Did yes. they like shoot, like hit the yeah. ceiling? Oh I'm, not, my I'm not sure. God. You that's guys, that crazy. is how that's, the, that's the biggest fear for sure. Well, yeah. you know, if you just crazy. jump right before it hits the floor. How are you meant to know when you hit like, come You got to know. Apparently, though, what you're supposed to do is lay on your back if that happens. You're not supposed to stay standing. How much time do you got to spread out the ice? Yeah, that, those reflexes. Then you hit your Crazy nose though. on it. No, I'm just going push-up position. I'm just taking it, dude. <laughs> um, I had, I've been stuck in an elevator a few times. Really? But recently, um, I was in an elevator with like six chicks and we definitely were like over capacity on the elevator and it drops and it goes like this. It goes boom. And I just panic because obviously I hate elevators anyway. And then it opens mid floor. So I can see like the floor above me and the next floor and the girls go to like get out of the of the elevator. And that's like the biggest no go because what happens mm. is, is then it drops again and you just, mm. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Everyone like shut the door, shut the door. And then we like tr- press a few buttons and then eventually it goes down and we just like, I like ran out of there so quickly. Fuck. Well, cause you don't want to get caught. So you're yeah, just like, yeah bless I know. Up. And now that, that like really started my like elevator phobia. You did tell us you wanted to plug something though and talk about the organization and overdose. Yes. You, I just saw you did a post yeah, about it, right? Yeah, so I um, met the end overdose team uh, a couple months ago at Emo Night. Um, they're a nonprofit organization um, that aim to educate um, and train people on how to administer Narcan. Um, and for those of you who don't know what Narcan is, it basically helps you if you're having a fentanyl overdose. So people, um, sadly, aged between 18 to 45, like it's the, one of the leading causes of death in the US of that age group is fentanyl overdose. They're um, hel- helping train people like look out for that. Uh, I got my certificate um, in a yeah a couple of months ago. It's really easy to get. You just do it online or you do it in person. You get the Narcan, and if you're out and you see someone that are, like is displaying the signs, you can actually help save a life. So yeah, it's something I'm like very passionate about, and I think it's a really good organization. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. If you have like a link or something, we can put it yeah. in the description for that. people to yeah, check yeah. out. Yeah, they're definitely. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, thank you so much for yeah, coming. This is amazing. On. Yeah. I, I love this episode. Yeah, thank you so much so for much. having me. And thank you for like my first podcast ever. Wow. You crushed yeah. it. Yeah, thank yeah, you, you so very, much. Very good. That thank was awesome. You. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 505 podcast. If you're still here, please leave a like, hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Later. Bye.